0: Hello, San Francisco. Oh, good. I am so glad the alcohol is kicking in. We're very proud of that. I want to thank you all for coming out. This is our first live show, our first After Dark in the U.S. This is our After Dark number five, and earlier today in London we actually did a show at uh, WeWork. And one thing we want to do is make sure they know that this crowd was much better. So making noise is very good. Signing your name over there is very good and participating as we do this because we will get you engaged as we go through this. But I'm going to be honest. This is the best hour that you're probably going to have for anybody that has to attend conferences In um, Money 2020 and the others. This is better because it's only an hour and it's free. All right. We're going to feed you. Thank you, Melody, for doing that. We are going to feed you. We got pizza coming at 8 from... Ollie, what's the pizza place? A really cool pizza place that we found <laughs> on Yelp. Escape from New York Pizza. By the way, it's a weird... Place. Um, again, I'm Sam Mall. I'm the managing partner. I'm responsible for the U.S. for 11FS. Um, we've got two other, we got three other folks. We've got Michael in the back, who's going to be videotaping everything and taking pictures. we got Ollie, who heads up our media group, hiding back there. We are recording as we speak, okay? You are going to hear people cuss, hopefully. <laughs> Especially Mark Jamison from Visa, because he has a trophy mouth. Um, we do have great guests, and we're going to introduce um, each of them as we go. The, our, I'm just going to say this one more time: our media team. Every single thing you see is done in-house. We don't outsource literally anything other than sponsorship. So, truly yo, thank you very much, Kim Hong. Truly, no, it's truly yo because I'm from the south. Let's go ahead and say the kid, Kim. How do I say it? Truly you, whatever. I like truly better, but we're just going to go with truly. The yeah, sure, actual man. <laughs> Shut up, Dion. <man. laughs> All right. Again, for tonight, we got a fantastic show. This is We're going to take an interactive and irreverent look at the latest news, trends, topics, and state of the union in fintech, tech itself, and banking in our typical 11FS style. We have seven amazing guests for you tonight, but we're going to bring them out in groups, not to overload you. Plus, we only have one couch. All right? So for our first guests, and if you would, hold your applause till the end. So first, we have Kate Adamson from Plaid, Head of Mortgage. Hello, Kate.
1: Raise your hands. You can't clap. Put your hands up.
0: And I learned that Kate was in Black Swan. She's a ballerina. You might have seen her. Actually, did train as a ballerina. You didn't notice in her entrance. We have Tony Morissini from SoFi. Hello, Tony. Um, A little-known fact about Tony. Go ahead and get this out of the way. One... I love his Twitter profile, which says, I am Tony Mo, and I put the Mo in MoFo. Very clever. I'm proud of that. Tony also was in a band with David Grohl in high school. How did you know that? Because um, maybe one of the co-founders of SoFi is in the crowd, Dan Macklin. Literally, if you go out to YouTube, and we will show this to you later, if you go out to YouTube, we'll, we'll actually have this later, in high school... There is a picture of him in the band and in the video of them playing, and there actually is a shout-out. Yo, David, let's go, baby. I mean, that is amazing. He played drums. We, um, we have Toly, and there's no way Tolly. Say your name, Tolly.
2: Anatoly Kvitnitsky.
0: Yes, and we're not going to call him that for the rest of the night. He's Tolly, Come on up, Tolly, Toly is from Truly You. I say it right? Yeah. There, there we go. And last but not least, Doug Bobbenhaus. Where are you, Doug? Doug is the official Doug of 11FS, he was my first hire. Doug's based out of Chicago. Thank you. You're welcome. And Doug actually was a lead singer of a band called Sunsod in Half. And Dave
3: Grohl was not in my band. And
0: Dave Grohl was. <laughs> but he is a talented musician. All right. All right. So, first half of the show for the next, first, next 25 minutes, we are going to talk about some of the biggest stories of the day. We're in San Francisco. There was like this little event going on, this circus in Congress, over the past two days. A guy named Mark went and stood before Congress, and it was rather amusing. How many people actually watched the hearings? Yes. Woo. Only to heckle him. Only to heckle Mark or heckle Congress, Bianca? The senator. Oh, the senator. There you go. Um, by, just by shouting, how many people think Facebook came off looking better by noise level? Only by comparison. Only oh, yeah, by comparison to Congress? Good point. Yeah. Um, for our, our extinguished guests, how many of you actually watched... The hearings any of you see it i watched a little bit of it what'd you think what was your take
4: I, I just saw the uh little blurb that was on cnbc in the morning where mark said that it didn't cost them any any you know view, viewers at all
0: yeah do you believe that he did say they haven't lost because was Woz, Wozniak said he's off facebook elon musk has pulled has pulled a tesla off of it Do you really think they haven't lost any users Hard to has anybody in the room actually deleted their facebook account
5: just today oh what, what? a couple have Wow. Downloaded my data
0: and deleted it. So we have had a couple that have done it. I mean, do you think it's actually fair what's going on right now? Do you think Facebook is culpable? Come on, take a stand. Go ahead, Kate. No. And why is that? <laughs>
1: uh, um, uh, I mean, America doesn't value privacy. <laughs> We're like constantly making that trade-off. I think if, if it was America, if this was viewed as a human right or it was viewed, viewed as a value in any way, um, it would be something that they prioritized more earlier.
4: Yeah, I, I, really, uh, I really don't think that most people care that much, honestly. I think that um, people realize I get to use this thing for free, and yeah, I notice that ads certainly are very targeted to me. Like I see a lot of drum set ads on every website I go to, I swear. And the funny thing about that is, as a drummer, you buy about one drum set every ten years, right? So it's not very effective advertising. <laughs> sticks are another thing; you got to buy more. Lots of sticks. So um, I think the media makes a lot bigger deal out of the privacy issue, and I agree with Kate. I I think most people most people don't care. I care a little. I changed my name from Tony Morsini to Tony Mo on Facebook, uh, just to just maybe because I'm a little bit of a freak, but. Um, I think I'm rare in that.
2: Um, If you put a 2% coupon in front of someone, they will share their entire data history, including (laughs) medical, um, including their shopping, including probably their social security number as well. Um, So if you put any sort of carrot in in front of someone, they will give you anything that you want. And um, previous employers, we have to have studies to actually prove that exact point. Did anyone notice, um, and I saw this headline, that uh, Mark, and I
0: call him Mark because he's coming later. (laughs) Because you're buds. Just hang out. Yeah, we're buds. Um, Mark actually hinted that there might be a a pay model for Facebook down the road. Two versions. That?
1: In that they pay me?
0: Uh, (laughs) Actually, yeah. But I mean, think about that. He said there will always be a freemium model of Facebook, which then, by saying that, he alludes to the fact that there might be a paid model to Facebook.
1: Not for me. <laughs> I, seriously, I, I mean, I would love a Facebook where I got paid a cut of the ads that I looked at, and I hope that's down in the future. Or maybe there's a Facebook competitor out there. If you could innovate and do that, that would be great. Um, yeah, I would i would do that. I would sign up for that.
3: I was just at the Card Links uh, uh, event yesterday down in San Diego, and, and that's an entire uh, trade show built on the idea that you – you give somebody access to your card transactions, and then they do give you you get money, right? I mean, that's how that stuff works.
1: Were they using Plaid?
3: Maybe.
0: <laughs> uh, and there's our first shout out. <laughs> Shocking. <clears throat> Plaid. That was not orchestrated. Mm-hmm. No, not not whatsoever. I, you know what? I think what I find interesting isn't so much this whole circus about this. I think for me, as somebody who used to work at a bank, my first job in banking was as a SAS 70 auditor, believe it or not, back in the 90s. So I came, ooh, yeah, I came from that side of the world. So I look at the regulatory side, and to me, it just shows this massive gulf that we face between how you regulate and politicians and technology itself, because obviously there was no clue from the senators and the people asking the question. How many times do they call it the Facebook? <laughs> I remember one senator actually said, "And when my data is out there or in the cloud or whatever that stuff is, and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, that to me is more frightening than anything. And as folks who are who provide tech solutions, to me, I think that would frighten me because that's who you have to deal with.
2: I, I remember one of the questions someone asked, how do they actually make money? And Mark's answer was, uh, Senator, we sell ads.
0: Yeah, he actually smiled. It was, how do you make money if it's free? And he went, we, we advertise. You know, it's almost like you want to get Google in there, right? So how do you make money?
4: Uh, we're the biggest ad company in the world. Yeah, he should have said it. It was just it just like TV in the 1950s is what he should have said, right? <laughs> that is actually a valid point. I think right. that would have sunk in.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think some of my favorite tweets, uh, somebody said, there's no way Zuckerberg got out of there without hooking up Wi-Fi for at least five of the senders. <laughs> That, that was some of my favorites. Let, let's stay with the Facebook story just a little bit because there was a survey done right after that. This is in Recode that said 56% of Americans said, out of the big tech companies, so this is Facebook, Google, Uber, Twitter, Snap, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Lyft, Tesla, and Netflix, who do you think was the most least trusted by consumers out of the big tech companies? Anybody? Tesla. Tesla? <laughs> Dion. What was the least trusted company of the big tech companies? Facebook, Google, Uber, Twitter, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft. Uber, Uber, Facebook, wouldn't you think it would be Uber? And can I make a comment about Uber, San Francisco? Are they not based out of here? Why do you have the shittiest Uber cars? I'm not joking, crap cars here. Is anybody from Uber here? Yeah, I'm sorry, your cars here, come on, the standard needs have come. 56% it wasn't even close. I don't know if we have that graphic or not, Ollie, but 56% said Facebook. The closest to that was Google at 5%. Wow. Wow. I know. These are, and this is general consumers, not folks in tech. Anybody surprised by
5: that?
0: Who just said that? This, this survey came out two days ago.
1: Yeah, couldn't it be media impression? Yes.
2: This is stuff that uh, Facebook did from 2014 that was actually totally within reason within the local privacy laws. So what they did was actually not out of bounds. Roughly two years ago, so no Uber people in the room, um, and this is totally not filmed anyway, so I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. Uber was outed for letting employees use God mode to track pe- people... Um, Rumored uh, attractive females, um, but whoever they wanted uh, across anywhere that they're going. So totally not creepy at all. But
0: But also a company where the CEO lost his role. By the way, there's no way Zuck's losing his job.
1: Mm
3: -mm.
0: No. No way in hell. I think the most interesting thing for me was six months ago, I think, members up doing his tour and going to Iowa and driving a little right. meeting with Americans, because he wanted to see how we live. And you're like, dude, you're, you're trying to see if you can't run for something. There's no way. I think that's done. Yeah. And now we're pretty we're safe. Running from something? Yeah, he's running from something. Yeah, I mean, there's no way. I, I think it's it's political theater. I think we're pretty much there. My own personal opinion on this when it comes to Facebook, when it comes to the election cycle that we went through. The whole issue of, you know, did Russia influence the election and everything else? I do find it amazing constantly that I go out and look. It is so easy to discount a story. It takes like three seconds of effort. And I think most people,
4: what's the word I want?
0: I think social media channels like Twitter and Facebook are just to amplify what you already want to hear.
4: Yeah, so I, I have no no doubt that it's the uh, least trusted. I do think people will keep using it, though. I, I think it's very popular, especially with people my age. To be honest, what's your age? Because you look Ooh. good.
5: Oh, <laughs> wow!
4: He's at least forty. Everybody in San Francisco years, he's like eighty. All right. But I did. Um, I had a bit of a tax bill this year, and I did dump all my shares last week of Facebook to pay the government. So I was. I was a little worried. I was a little worried. I thought, ah, get out. It's been a nice run, right? So after the first day
0: of um, Zuckerberg uh, in front testifying, anybody know what happened to the Facebook stock? Up four point oh five percent, six percent. There we go. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that he testified and
2: the stock went up. If people delete Facebook, they're just gonna go to Instagram
5: and
4: WhatsApp anyway, which is
2: totally nothing to do with anything that Mark Zuckerberg does.
1: I mean I believe in the value of the company still. I love the ads that I get from Instagram. I like I seriously they're really good at targeting marketing me. I love the ads on Facebook.
0: My t-shirts, every freaking t-shirt I get is that snog grass company that constantly shows me, you know, the sleeping sloth and all that. <laughs> I, I personally love that. I do. I have no issue with that. I have no issue with Amazon pulling. How many think that um, Amazon's in a little bit of trouble with our current president? Oh, a hand went up. Definitely one, at least. Yeah, I, I don't know how much I... It's personal, though. Well, we know what's per. President Trump does not take anything. I think this is a safe crowd. Can I say that? Okay. Yeah, I am in San Francisco. There was I was downtown speaking at a BBVA event, and there's this law office that says President Trump is killing this country. This massive billboard. I live in the southeast. You don't see those. (laughs) I'm being blunt. All right. Yeah, I found that rather interesting. Um, Let's let's move on to another story because this one actually to me is interesting. Uh, Looking at San Francisco, looking at Silicon Valley and the role they play. Um, Equal pay day was yesterday, right? All right, so an equal payday I didn't realize has been around since 1996. This is the first year I knew there was an equal payday. Here's the thing that surprised me. Anybody see the story that came out today? There's a conference in Europe called Code Europe? Yes. 90 speakers at Code Europe. All white dudes. One of them's a woman. 89, 89 male speakers and one, one female speaker. (laughs) <laughs> kind of like this panel right
1: here? Well, as the token female on the, on the panel. We brought
0: you here because you dance ballet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think advocacy is great. I think we should be talking about it. I mean, this is one thing that's very quantifiable and very clear.
0: No, there it is. That's, here you go. That's oh. the story. Yeah. That's the story. I'll be dang.
1: <laughs> so it's good. I think the more the better. We should keep going. Well, People get angry.
0: No, I know. I think the pay gap to me is just stupid, yeah. for one. Um, And and I'll tell you, though, it's challenging, too. Um, And I'm going to call out Dan because he's in the crowd. Actually, one of the co-founders of SoFi is sitting right there, the nice English gentleman behind. Raise your hand, Daniel. He's the one that outed Tony on on, uh, being in the band. We recorded an episode last night, and we talked about this. When you're putting a company together and you're a startup, as a lot of you probably are in this room, you're just desperate to get people on, right, get the best talent and move forward and everything else. And we talked about this with, with 11FS. If you go and look us up, which you can, at 11FS.com, thank you very much, we look rather white and male. I'm just being honest. We do. And as somebody who's responsible for the U.S., I can flat out tell you one of my goals is you know, to level that out a little bit. That's why I hired Doug, because he's only 16 years old. I'm the only redhead, I think. <laughs> yes. So we believe in hiring gingers because from Chicago. Diversity. Diversity. Yeah. I mean, but honestly, uh, that is, you know, we, I mean, Tony, you're an executive with a, you know, successful company that Dan might've been part of. That, that is, I mean, it is, we we say this, but how well are we actually doing?
4: Right. You know, we, we just did an interesting uh, study at, at SoFi just recently. Um, we were looking at the, um, you know, uh, if, if you look at pay, you know, pay is sort of the income statement and the wealth is the balance sheet, right, of life. And we, we looked at investing um habits of men versus women how how they were different and i i bring this up just because we just did it and it's it's interesting but um uh in terms of investing men actually invest if the salaries are normalized right and the, so that if the pays equal the men are investing uh, 32% more uh than women which which i just found interesting and uh you know it's another it's another component to wealth besides pay that is something that you know you know should be looked at and, and should be something that we should try to move forward basically is that is that
3: because though the maybe the pay gap is is what
4: it is and no it was it was dollar adjusted the and then we we asked why you know why in another survey and um and this was really interesting uh, fifty six you know it was fifty six percent of the women who said they weren't investing enough and said it, the reason was fear and um so there's big opportunity there for uh you know, for a company to really take advantage of that, right, someone who could, who, who could tr- try to address that, that's a huge opportunity, right? Well, I
0: think in the U.S. it's a massive opportunity. If you have anything that ties around wealth management, there's a massive shift happening globally, but especially in the U.S., of um, the, the wealth moving more and more toward women, mm-hmm. you know, over the age of 50, mm-hmm. and, and how they invest right? I mean, Tom Peters, I had the chance to, this is a shout out for my podcast, so I'll just get over it. The podcast called Connection Interrupted, that every single person in this room, because I'm giving you beer and pizza, is going to subscribe to on iTunes. But I had the opportunity about a week ago to interview Tom Peters, the author. And uh, he's interesting because he's in his 70s now, right? He's got a 30-year career talking about management. But this is one of his chief topics, is he talks about the wealth shift toward two women. And, and, you know, over the age of 50 and how it's, it's, to a large degree, being ignored and not addressed. And a point he also makes, and he says, you know, he talks to boards all the time about this, and he jokes about this, and we do too, that when you look at boards of most banks, sorry banks that are in the room, but we're going to make fun of you, and, and, and other companies, they look like me. No, you're too young. I am fifty-one. Shut up. You're sixty-five. I am fifty shut up. Average board member is sixty-five in a bank. I looked Damn. it up. Seriously. Male pale and stale is Melton. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Dion Well. Um tw- What say that again, Dion, just so our audience can catch it? So no, in full credit to Melton DeMares. She says male, pale, and stale. <laughs> I looked up a board of directors. Every time I present to a bank, I look up their board average in the 60s white dude who came from chemicals, coal, old school industries. Look at board directors of banks. They're all male, pale, and stale. Well, what what Tom Peters said is if your board doesn't reflect your target customer base, you're messing up, right? If you don't have that blend of diversity on there that you're doing something wrong, all right? So I, I do think that for those of us that have started companies, for those that are leading, it, maybe for a managing partner of a company here in the U.S., the onus is on us to do better, right? Yes. I, I think we have that responsibility. So on that ageism yes. article, another great article I don't want to talk about was in TechCrunch. There was a study done by the National Bureau of Economic Research that just came out. Just out of curiosity, how many think when you look at startups in the U.S., so these are companies that employ more than three people in the tech field— the average age is 41.9 years old. And for the top 1% of those highest growth companies, it's 45 years old.
4: My guess is that's a lot of white guys, though. I read that, too. I, I was surprised. My guess would have been 32. And, and so I don't know why I you know, was so wrong about that. And it, maybe it's a, a, a media bias to you know, have the story about the young the young, better-looking person, maybe. I mean, maybe that's what it is. I don't. You're know. an attractive man. I don't yeah. care what they say. To I, I was off by you know ten years on, when I when I saw that.
0: I was surprised too. I mean, I, I will say I wasn't surprised that it was predominantly male. Um, and and I do know I think it was on the cover of Forbes. And folks in the room, correct me if I'm wrong. There's a rather large movement of women VCs in Silicon Valley that are all on the cover of Forbes lately that are looking more and more to invest and look to find women founders. So, 36 women who are, I, I like secretly rewiring Silicon Valley. I don't know how much of a secret is if you're on the cover of uh, Forbes magazine. Um, I apply, here's the reason I applaud that. One, that's a pretty diverse looking group. That's up there, thank God. I don't know how reflective, that is not your typical bank board, for one. <laughs> Anybody in here actually from a startup, and I'm asking females for this, so the dude with the beard had just raised his hand in the hoodie. I'll come to you later. Has anybody had to pitch um, in front of VCs? It's a woman in here, out of curiosity. Anyone? Scarlett? Yeah, that's right. Not You did before. Can you share, if you don't mind, just a 30-second blurb? What was that like for you? Because, one, Scarlett, you're, you're not 40. No. Okay. But I know Scarlett ever since she got into um, fintech. But you, had, you, were, you were a co-founder of a tech company before, what was your experience like as a younger woman going before VCs without cussing?
2: I'm not going to cuss. They were asking me often times about my personal life and how my coming up nuptials had to do with my life.
1: <laughs> Jesus. My marriage, children, everything else. It was a constant
6: conversation. Really? Shortly. That's, that, that's, that's the sum of it.
0: Okay, dude in the beard and the hoodie. <laughs> Did they ask you if you plan on having a baby or if you were married?
2: Yeah, all the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's another attractive man, so I understand that.
4: Uh, no, of course not. I mean, it's, it's certainly not, not a part of the conversation. When you, when, when you, uh, when you go for the beach, it's, it's just all about the tech or financial or, uh, financials. And it's, it's never about my private life.
0: Yeah, I find that to be fascinating, and that's why I applaud that group of women VCs that are doing this. I know, and yeah, one more, one more. yeah go ahead.
2: And they would also, because I would talk about coffees and times to meet, and the the times tend to be at 10 or 11 p.m. Like, let's meet
1: over a drink.
0: Oh, that's real comfortable.
1: Like
2: A breakfast. So it was always in the evenings, and I always insisted on breakfast meetings as opposed to, hey, I'm in the city for 16 hours, let's meet over drinks.
0: So here's, and Kate, as the token female Token female, <laughs> that's sitting up here, which is pathetic. One, can you name the schools you went to, if you don't mind?
1: Um, Princeton.
0: That's an okay school.
1: It's okay. Yeah, yeah that's it.
0: You know, <laughs> as, someone who, as someone who went to uh, Limestone College in uh, South in Carolina, Carolina and <laughs> Southern Illinois, um, you beat me on that one, I would say, on this scale. So I'm, I am curious, though. Um, what, you work for Plaid, so you work for a great company, Huge. but have, have you, outside of Plaid, have you kind of experienced this, wow, you're young and female, and let me guide you from some white haired, balding guy that looks like me? Yes. I am so... <laughs> um, whoever said that can leave now, and give me your t-shirt back.
1: I, I literally wear a fake engagement ring to conferences. Oh my God, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> There are there are like too many examples to talk about here. Is this really the time and the place? Yes.
0: <laughs> you wear a fake engagement ring to conferences?
1: Yes, I do. Now I'm outed. <laughs> um, yeah, I've had a lot of bad experiences, so um, yeah, Actually, I'm not well, shocked. I'm really. I mean. Well, look at me. I'm a
0: 51 year old white guy. I
1: can't come up here and pretend that it's I'm like constantly a victim, like being a rare female in f- fintech. That's like the intersection of finance and um, Technology and, by the way, it's plaid. So it's data. Like all of these industries are gender biased towards male. Um, so to be in to be in the room and to have a meeting with somebody, you can have a refreshing take, and you can go up and talk to somebody at the bar at a networking event, and it can be fine. It can actually work in my favor. But I uh, the flip side is like there's so many examples. It's like a daily on a daily basis. I'd say.
0: And I don't think this is going to be shocking. Okay, when I when I state this, and totally, and, and Tony, I'm going to ask you. When surveys come out and they talk to a lot of bankers and executives and males, right, that are, are a little bit older, and they, and they ask us, do you think this is an issue? And we're like, I've never seen it. But then again, no. I'm not – yeah, I know. But I'm not having anybody coming up to me going, you know, hey, dude, you married? No one's hitting yeah. on Sam? Literally have never been hit on <laughs> – you wish. Ever. I do. I Just once. I know it's hard to believe, people, that this stud of a young man in front
2: of you has never been hit on. It's rather sad. Uh, I'm, I'm proud to say that our small San Francisco office in Chile is 50% women. So, wow. two of which are in the cloud. Yes, yes. So, without putting
0: you on the spot, SoFi, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you know? I, I don't know what
4: the, what the percent of women is in SoFi.
0: Sorry. I do know that they brought three women from your marketing and PR group to make sure you don't say anything really stupid and they're giving you a look right now (laughs) to say 50%. I would be curious. I know that there's been study after study come out. I know Google and Apple. I believe Google's ratio and Apple's ratio about a year ago was 19% female. I think that's about right. And I think it moved up maybe a percentage point, if that. So obviously we still have an issue. You know, dealing with this, and, and Lisa Gansky, who I'm going to bring you're going to be on the second wave of this, and I might come back to you to talk about it. I, I did a um, and Scarlett knows this, and maybe some of the other Melanie I know who's here knows this. We actually wrote a, a white paper myself and a friend of mine for Swift a couple years ago, and we were laughing because um, I, I'd gone out on Twitter and I with a bunch of folks and we were listing people in fintech that we thought were really good, and somebody said you deserve a lifetime achievement award, Sam, because you just list ten women. Right? And I'm like, oh my God, I know so many fantastic women in this space, right? Um, anybody in blockchain in the room, by the way? Because Dion, you're oh, in blockchain Kind. Yeah, that's always the rip, right? There's no women in blockchain. I can, okay. I can list 50. I know, I mean without even trying. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, but we threw together a list in I think two weeks of like 5,000 women globally that are, are worth following and started doing interviews on them. But here's the surprising thing. They all repeated a story. Not they all. I would say but 70% of them repeated stories like you talked about. I don't think anybody told me about a fake engagement, right? It's
1: a, it's a unique tactic, yeah. It's is it zirconium or is it a real? <laughs> it's pretty bad. My mom bought it for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, yeah. that's one tactic. <laughs> there are a lot of them.
0: All right, so obviously we, we have work to do and improvements we, we need to make. Um, obviously. I want to thank the the folks that are up here. I'm going to ask you to stay up because I'm watching the time and Ollie kind of is giving me a dirty look. So one thing we want to do, we want to bring the crowd into this a little bit, all right? So we're going to do a little mini true or false with the crowd. And by yelling, in in honor of our sponsor, instead of true or false, this is true or low. Just move with it, all right? True if you think it's true. (laughs) Woo! Low if you think it's false, okay? So I'm gonna ask you a little bit, I'm gonna ask you a, a tech trivia question, and then yell out, you gotta make noise, crowd, all right? So here's the first one, so here's your, your, your test for this. Silicon Valley, T.J. Miller, star, was arrested by the FBI for a bomb threat. Is that true? How many people think true? True. Low? <laughs> that is not a good question to ask evidently in Silicon Valley, does anybody, yeah? What a... Amtractive. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, Still, come on, dude. I mean, pathetic. All right, this one's going to get harder. Lexus has a human-touch car genetically matching you to the Lexus of your dreams. True? It's not false. It's low, dude. Low? Okay, yeah, that was an April Fool's joke. All right. John Legend, otherwise known as Christy Teigen's Less talented husband. John Legend. His first job out of college was as management consultant with Deloitte. True? True? True. Low. 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 Why low? low? Oh, Joshua, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Trick questions. That was, do you like that one? There's a company called Yevos, Y-E-V-O, that created headphones that are made from recycled guns. True? True. 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 Low? Oh, San Francisco! You don't know your guns. That is true. <laughs> Shocking. All right, buddy, the robot. <laughs> Gotta have a robot question. A companion robot, which acts as your assistant, monitors your house, entertains your kids, and interacts with smart home devices, among many other devices. True. 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 Low. No. One low. It actually won the awards. True. Won best innovation honoree at CES this year. But anybody have a Buddy the Robot? Me either. I have four kids. <laughs> I make them do everything. Last one. Glow-in-the-dark debit cards.
6: I didn't even say what company it is. You're already saying true? How do you know
0: that? Oh, you listen to the podcast? Oh, my God. Give her an extra T-shirt. She listens to the podcast. She is the one in the room. And you get to leave, too, whoever said that. Can we get a hand for our panel that was up here? I want to thank them. We're going to take a 10-minute break, go get a beer, come back back, and then we'll go through our second round.
6: We wanted to let you know that if you love this show, how about seeing it live? We're going to be at Money 2020 Europe in Amsterdam this June, and we're bringing Fintech Insider live with us. We'll be bringing the podcast to the main stage right before the drinks reception, and you can be there. Sign up for tickets now. Go to europe.money2020.com forward slash register and use discount code 1811FS. That's 1811FS to get 200 euros off the ticket price.
0: In the second part of tonight's show, we're going to talk about the state of the union, but specifically in San Francisco. We're going to talk about fintech what the fintech scene is like, what impact the shadow of Silicon Valley is having on the banking innovation scene across the country and across the globe, and much more. So we want to bring on our next guest. And uh, we went with the big guns now, um, in all honesty. So the first one is a very good friend of ours. He's actually been on the podcast before, Mike Siegel. We at Mike from 500 Startups. Come on Mike. Mike is essentially a legend. I learned that 500 Startups is more like 2,000 Now, according to S.H.I.E.L., you guys have, yes, that is ridiculous.
5: Most active investor in the world. There you go.
0: Um, Next guest, Lisa Gansky. Yes, Lisa Gansky. Come on up, Lisa.
5: Lisa, Lisa's a legend.
0: Lisa is actually a legend. Y'all don't know this, and some of you should. Google Lisa Gansky, and she's got a Wikipedia page, which I'm incredibly jealous of. I keep creating mine, and they keep taking it down. On a break, and when we're done, come talk to Lisa about Kodak. That whole, every time you go to a, anything on innovation, you hear about the Kodak moment.
7: Don't start with No, nope, too bad.
0: On. She lived through the Kodak moment. Kodak bought her, actually Lisa's first company she founded with this guy named Seth Godin and Tim O'Reilly. Yeah, you are with uh, Tech Royalty up here. And last but not least, Mark Jamison from Visa. Come on up, Mark. Mark, Mark is the... Global Head of Design and Innovation for Visa, and can anybody tell me what product, tied to entertainment, Mark was heavily involved with? Redbox, Redbox. This is one of the guys responsible for Redbox. Now the trivia question. I will give you five bucks if you get this right. What company originally was behind Redbox? McDonald's. Damn it, who said that? All right, Steve, I owe you five bucks. McDonald's, people. If you want to learn that story, find Mark after. But honestly, right Mark? That is true. Of all, they they understand location, they understand. Yeah, long story. I have heard this bill. How does that
5: relate to Red
0: pill. <laughs> yeah, no no connection. Yeah. All right, so we've got we've got a great group up here, right? We've got we got Visa. We're talking about design, innovation. we got Lisa and Mike when it comes to investing in companies and startups. So I want to start right there. Again, with Connection Interrupted, I had the chance to interview Howard Lindsdon from StockTwits, if anybody knows him. The guy's nuts, but funny as hell. And he said, ah, screw it. In, in the venture capital right now, all the money's in space So It's not on this planet. Is that true? What's hot right now when it comes to Silicon Valley and VC money? And Mike, got to start with you.
5: Well, we invest... Very early. So what's hot is smart entrepreneur. We don't, I mean, so the, right. I I invest in fintech, but 500 invests in everything in software. So what's great is great entrepreneurs. We don't predict what things are going to be. We invest in things that entrepreneurs come to us and say, this is going to change the world. And we actually believe not that it may change the world, but that they have the drive to just, like, go through brick walls to make something happen. Are you saying the, the person counts
0: quite a bit in what you're looking at? Person Equals?
5: counts. People count. People count more
0: than anything else. Lisa, I mean, you've been doing this for a while, right? You've yeah. seen, the, you've seen the, the valley change in that. Has that always kind of been the case? Or has tech always kind of taken a...
7: You mean that, that we invest in people? Yeah, that,
0: that it's actually the people that matter?
7: Yes. We, I would say we always invest in people. Uh, Because from my perspective, the the non-fiction version of the business plan takes three to five years to show up.
4: That's an interesting comment.
7: Whatever bullshit we all tell people when we're pitching is honest. I mean, we actually, we're not lying, but we believe it, but it doesn't make it true. Uh, And so basically people are investing in people. Uh, They want to see the team. They want to know that you can dance uh, they want to know that you're not, you know, in love with your business model and your blah, blah. And as an entrepreneur, I, my ending slide for my first couple of startups was a photo of myself at Disney World next to a sign that said, if you're pregnant or have a heart condition, don't go on the ride. Uh, because for me, that was as honest as I could be, which is like, we're telling you the truth. This is our vision. This is what we think is going to happen. We're super excited. We're real committed. But who the hell knows?
0: So Mark, I'm curious, right? It's Visa, right? I think you guys are doing all right. This, I think it's all right to say. You, again, global head of innovation and design at Visa, that remit is massive. But are there specific areas that you are looking quite a bit into? I, I can flat out tell you every conference is blockchain AI, AI blockchain, yeah. blockchain AI, an AI blockchain with chicken. That's an actual, y'all see that one? An article about blockchain and chickens? Yeah, Google that one.
6: Yeah, well, you know, Visa is the largest payment network in the world. We're two times the size, of our next closest competitor. So the, the cool thing about my job is, weren't you going to call bullshit if someone started to pitch their company? Um, but I have the protection of the pig sitting here in front of me.
0: Oh, that's Mr. Piggles. I apologize, everyone. Um, we will play his theme song after. This was in the Airbnb that we rented, and this booger has gone everywhere with us. That's the
6: story. behind. I love that thing. Yeah, he's awesome. He's inspiring me. But to answer your question, because of our, you know, we operating in over two hundred countries around the world, blah, blah, blah. Like, when there's a FinTech startup and they start to do the nuts and bolts of their business, the call comes into us early. So we get to see a little bit of everything. And it really varies around the world. Like, actually, some of the the most brilliant innovations we've seen are coming out of the AP region. Like, the stuff that's coming out of China that's going to come here. Unbelievable. Like we live in such a tech bubble here, and there's so much myopic thinking that exists here that when you see the things that are happening around the world, it is shocking. So that's my first call out. Here's what we see a lot of. Uh, The number one question we get is blockchain. Um, yeah, there's a there there for sure. Um, not so sure it's as relevant for a payments network. Here here's our belief: is that AI is gonna power everything. Basically, AI will power the next generation of commerce and experiences, powered by rich data. And that those experiences are going to be designed by millennials for millennials in the way that they like to interact. And those things, those experiences are going to be distributed through tech companies. When we look at these companies that are pitching this stuff, the way we think of it is, can we, should we invest in them, less for a financial return, but as stewards of the ecosystem to make sure that the way they're building things like is interoperable and that will work for the whole system that benefits everyone?
0: Yeah, I believe it was, and correct me if I'm on the wrong crowd, but I, I think... Mark Cuban, and I'm not saying Mark Cuban is you know the end all be all, but I think Cuban said the first trillionaire in the world will be someone coming out with an AI solution, that he, that he firmly does believe that. And Mike desperately hopes that's true because it's in your early stage investment.
5: That's, that is, right. Yeah. Has the,
0: as investors, has the pitch got any better? The folks, have they figured this out? I mean, when, when they come to you, do they understand the messaging? Do, they, do folks understand what they need to do in order to, Mike, I'm looking at you specifically in this early stage.
5: Yeah.
0: Do, is it getting better? Because I know there's a million companies no. whose whole, oh, well, you just answered my question.
5: There's the game of how do you raise capital and, and there's the understanding of how do you build a company. And then there's just sort of the blind ambition and hubris to like go do it. And you have to learn the game Right, If you want to raise money, and maybe ICOs change as part of that. Maybe it doesn't, right? But then there's just build the company. They're almost two different things for a lot of startups. But the nice thing is that the game of how do you raise capital, how do you you build a company, is eminently teachable. You and I met at an event in the Valley. Yeah, you didn't know shit No, a law firm.
3: I didn't.
0: A law firm. I needed a law firm.
3: Well, yeah, but I'm yeah. curious,
0: though, because uh, for those that don't know, Doug in a, in a previous life was a prepaid company president. You ran yeah. Syncology and Merchant and uh, Merchant Fund Rewards and everything else. You've had to go through seed rounds, the hell of that. Yeah, how was that experience? It was it was
3: taxing, and, and you spent more time doing that than actually running your business. And it was it you know it became it became such a headache to to actually try to uh, to, to focus on doing everything that you need to do to build the business and get traction and, you know, spend all, instead you're spending all your time trying to figure out how you're going to pay people or, or grow a sales force or, or something like that. And I, I came to you and I- It was a
5: lunch line at a law firm waiting for, for rubber chicken. It was pretty much. Right. Yeah.
3: And I was like, oh, this guy, this guy is also trying to, you were, at the time you were also kind of doing something, but you were an advisor, you were advising young companies. And, and I, I just remember you, you kind of shaking your head. You're like, you,
5: you're, like you're never going to make it. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. And now he's, and now he's with 11FS. You picked it up quick, you, yeah. right? You, I remember we like talked, what, once every six months or quarter yeah. something like you that thereafter. And you went through the drill and yeah. figured out, okay, this is what i got to do. So, uh, so something I'm very curious about for Mark and for Lisa.
0: As somebody, I, I'm an East Coast guy. I live in Florida, all right? So I am not a San Francisco Silicon Valley person. All we read about is how damn expensive it is to live here, how your transportation sucks, how you basically have rich tech people and then everybody else, and the disparity between the two is that media bullshit or is that reality? Wrong crowd. Uh, reality. I know it's the wrong crowd. I oh, know who's in here. Shut up! But is
5: this reality? Hashtag first world problem.
0: Well, I have a question as it relates to as it relates to the
3: investment side. I'm sorry, I don't mean that. But as it relates to the investment side, does it mean that? Uh, that Valley investors or Bay Area investors are, are actually now looking for cheaper environs of, to, to raise companies. I mean, to, for companies to grow, I mean, it's so expensive to... I
7: don't think Bay Area investors are looking for that. But what I've experienced from three of my companies in the last 18 months is that they raise money here, and then they go, okay, shit, I have a million and a half dollars. That will last until tomorrow's lunch. <laughs> or, door number two, how's your Portuguese? Because Lisbon's really nice, the coffee's great, there's hills, the weather's nice. And, you know, we're going to do this for 18 months there.
0: How, how many in this room would like to move to Jacksonville, Florida, if I raise a hand? Anybody see the movie Deadpool, where it talks about TJF and Jacksonville? I live in Jacksonville. Would you believe that Jacksonville's a tech hub? But it is City, BBVA, Deutsche Bank, um, BlackRock, all have massive tech offices and campus there because the cost of living is nothing. If you work for City, you can work at a data center in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or you can live by the beach in St. Augustine for literally the same cost. Same with Austin, right? I think the cost of living in Austin is while well, has gone up some.
5: Yeah, it's taking.
0: Mike, do you spend time, what other areas of the country are, would you look at and say, yeah, they are hot and growing? Or is it still just the Valley is everything? I mean, obviously New York.
5: My investments are in 26 countries, so we don't actually care. We think there's certain benefits to the Bay Area, but they're, they're, they're transitory. Come here, learn how to scale a company, and then go where you don't have to compete with Google for engineers.
7: Yeah, I mean, there, there's a big caca meter here, you know, I mean, I think that... A big what meter? The caca meter, you know.
0: <laughs> Say that one more time slowly, please. A there's big a what? bunch
7: of bullshit that goes <laughs> on. Here.
0: I don't speak San Francisco,
7: I don't know what it you're saying. It's basically, you know, I mean, um, so look, so look it, it, Americans are super good at self-promotion. Like, if you compare us to... if you Everybody if, make sure
0: you get a t-shirt and, and stickers. <laughs> be really
7: if it was like one Canadian and two Americans, you wouldn't get a word in Edgewise, right, right. Mr. Jameson? That's right. And that's just the way it goes. It's, it's like we, as part of our culture, are very self-promotional. And then you grade it on the San Francisco, Bay Area, Silicon Valley, you know, force field. And it's like, we're our own best friend. I mean, yeah. we market it's the, field. Yeah. it's a distortion field. And so you, you have people from all over the world Coming here, doing Silicon Safaris to go and like listen to how smart we are, and then we start breathing our own exhaust.
0: So, Mark, I'm curious because um, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm a, I've stalked Mark for years, by the way. So let me check. Besides the red box side, and you are I'm handsome and intelligent, and, and I am, and we, we love you for that. But you you, you did you worked at, at Cap One, you worked at BBVA, and and now at Visa. Right? So you've moved around a little bit, right? You haven't been always. My mother says I can't hold a job, but yes, that's true.
5: You're really an (laughs) underachiever.
0: Yeah, (laughs) can't hold a job. So that experience, I mean, coming here within this little echo chamber, right, that we're in, I don't want to call you an outsider because I don't think that's a fair comment, but I mean, do you see it a little bit different? I'm curious because we're based out of London, right? Um, And and London from a UK scene is just, you know, you, you go to one specific neighborhood and you trip over everybody. Right? You go to New York, I think it's still kind of the same way, right? Um, is it like that here,
6: or is it pretty spread out? The thing that the bubble here doesn't see is the talent that exists in some of these other centers. There is something to the whole like density and velocity of talent and ideas. Like, for sure, there's something there which is like, people are willing to pay the stupid price that they do to live here. But you go to London, and you go to the Silicon Roundabout, like, there's amazing design talent. There's amazing FinTech stuff being done there. You go to New York to Silicon Alley, right? There's some really kick-ass folks doing great work there. Um, you know, I already talked about AP, some of the stuff that we've seen in a bunch of markets there. And in Australia, it's like it, it's, there's look, it, there are some real talent other places, and the technology is enabling the stuff to happen at these other places at a speed that historically has not been true. I'll just quickly tell you a quick story. My favorite client that we work with the Visa is this credit union, and it's called Mountain America Credit Union. No one here has ever heard of them. Well, I hope you have, actually. They were the first ones that enabled the pays, like Apple Pay and their platform. They are doing the most innovative work of any bank that I see in North America, and it's, but they outsource all their development to some dudes in the Ukraine. But they are kicking butt in their market, and they can do that, and, and they're winning.
7: I mean, I was going to say, BBVA, for example, has a really interesting strategy and has, um, like, uh, for, from my perspective, I look at Colombia, or Mexico, yeah. and Colombia. Ha, it, are you from Colombia? I'm shout
0: out, right?
7: yeah, yeah. De qué parte? <laughs>
6: bueno,
7: bien. <laughs> no, bienvenido. Yes, <laughs> What What he said. So, um, bueno. So, I'm I'm saying I think that, uh, for example, Colombia has, for in the last three to five years, become a design, an interactive design capital. And uh, you look at places like Lisbon or Ber- Berlin. I mean, London for fintech for sure, but it's it's also bloody expensive there. So I think that, the, that I don't know if it's a distribution where the capital will be raised in two or three places like here and London and Hong Kong or wherever, Singapore. No,
5: it's, look, it's spreading out. It's spreading out, right? I mean, I, I lived in London in, in 2000, also Amsterdam and Paris. And What I learned was that, look, venture capital is an industry like any other, right? And it goes through generations, and every generation, it evolves. When I lived in in the UK, um, it was maybe only one and a half, two generations old there, where it was like five generations old here. At the time, there was not a single venture partner who had been an operator at any fund except for Amadeus, which was run by Hermann Hauser, right? And now, it's littered with operators, and I, I say that in a positive way, and it's evolving. So, you know, yeah, we've got, we've got here in the Valley, we have 80 years, or eight generations, of venture capital and entrepreneurship that each generation has been built on the other. But at some point, right, you, you, others are gonna catch up. Right? Five, you know, 500's mission, right, is to invest in great entrepreneurs anywhere in the world. We, we are invested in 60 countries. And the fact of the matter is is there's opportunity and talent everywhere, Absolutely. right? Capital is being spread now everywhere. The only thing that Silicon Valley has that others don't is more years and density of how do you scale companies quickly, but that's being distributed as well. So...
7: Well, and we have a branding fog machine, right? We have we have, we have the ability. We, we're really good at telling the story.
0: So, Mark, I'm curious, because the credit union comment you made completely threw me, okay? I mean, you work for a beast, right? In a good way, but, I mean, it's, it's Visa. And yet you gave me a credit union example? That, that, that threw me a little bit. And is, is the advantage, again, because they're
6: offshoring a lot of that development work? Yeah, I guess the example was, look, you don't... Uh, uh, you know, Charles Darwin said that the ones that win aren't the strongest or the smartest it's the ones most adaptable to change right and so I think we're starting to see that play out <laughs> exactly and so if you are if you have a huge balance sheet and you have a bunch of McKinsey consultants that are now your executives well great well you're strong and you're smart how, how quick are you how agile
5: are you how fast do you learn and adapt
6: yeah and so a, a great another example so I use the credit union here in the United States but in Brazil which is a market I love look at the size of the market um, there was basically a, a small set of, there's like four big banks that control all the banking in the country, and then this. Uh, VC American VC, Funded, interestingly enough, funded a company called New Bank went in there, and they're yes. just killing it, right? And they are just disrupting everything that that's happened in that market, and they're they're winning, right? So there's an overlay of not not only where's the talent, but also where the opportunity, or how competitive is in that market. Like, where are the com- opportunities to go kill something in a market, and there's just not that much competition for it. What do you think the, What do you think the cultural
3: differences inside of that particular credit union that's that's allowing them to move so quickly?
6: I mean, what,
3: what's different about
6: them? Um, I just think they, they, they realized what they were good at and what they weren't going to be good at, and they just realized that they weren't going to win. if they had to hire their own people in some small town in Colorado, it was going to be hard building the engineering and design talent to beat the large incumbent banks. And so they said, "Great, well here's the deal: we're just going to outsource it to kick-ass group that we trust, and we'll give them some direction, and when that's what we think will win." And lo and behold, they're right. Well, I think it's obvious to to the folks that are watching this and listening.
0: Um, On the couch right here, we've got three folks who understand the space, right? They understand what works well, what doesn't, what are the pain points are. And we want to take advantage of that, all right? So we're going to do something a little bit different for this last segment. We're we're going to do the rant bucket, which means in here I've got a couple of topics, and I'm going to have somebody draw these out. We're going to read them, and then anybody that's up here on the couch gets to do a 30-second rant on them. So the topics are... The Kardashians, because for some reason everybody in my damn house watches that. Bank Innovation Labs, and no offense to the folks that work at Bank Innovation Labs. Living in San Francisco, the real estate the traffic, the jobs. APIs, some guy named Donald Trump, ICOs. Go-Go Wi-Fi, and personally that's mine, and at some point I get to talk about that because I'm always on frickin' planes. Big Data, calling it San Fran or Frisco, because evidently that's wrong, and I didn't know that. Open Banking, AI and Elon Musk, and we're all going to die. And a wild card, all right? So it's of your choice. And you, you get 30 seconds, all right? And I'm going to stop you at 30 seconds. So did you draw one out? Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. Are you afraid?
5: I'm afraid.
0: Yell it out loud. What is it?
3: San Francisco housing prices. Oh, my God.
0: Anybody? Oh, go, Lisa. <laughs> 30 seconds, Lisa. Go.
7: Um, you know, I mean, it costs $17,000 for a sandwich here, so what do you expect? The, the um, you know, the Tenderloin, the place where you used to be, cover me, I'm changing lanes, is now uh, like a million dollars for a 500-square-foot something. Um, it's insane. I don't know who can afford to live here. Every Uber driver's, like, hysterical crying after a three-minute ride. The whole thing is a fucking... It's a disaster. Okay, that was good.
4: Oh. Icos.
0: Oh my god, ICOs. And Lisa, you don't get it. Mike. Go.
5: I love them. I love them. Okay, so we invest uh, at usually the first institutional check, and when we actually find a company that really can support an ICO, we love it because they just add to their balance sheet without any dilution for us. Love it. That was 10 seconds, you rat bastard. All right. That's a rave. Yeah. That was a rave.
3: Yeah,
0: you jack. You're supposed to tear it off.
5: Oh, that's a rant. The whole thing's going to come crashing down. (laughs) AI and And, Elon Musk.
0: All right. Elon Musk and AI,
6: Mark. Come on. Are we all going to die? Here's my quick rant on on AI. Look, the thing is so effing overhyped. It tends... Look, there's a whole... Like do you have the right data and do you run algorithms across it that are relatively simple? Like, the most powerful stuff tends to be that. And then there's, like, then we use this cool term term machine learning and all the former BI guys change their titles so they can get paid twice as much and switch companies. And AI, like, there's very little true AI that's going on.
5: Wait, I know, Lisa, you've been through enough market cycles to see AI in every single pitch in every market cycle for the last 25 years, right?
7: I just have one thing, which is... I refer to these as tofu words. That mean, tofu words. That means words that take on the taste of whatever's around them.
5: So 100% buzzword compliance, right?
0: Lisa did her prep for this show, everybody. I'm so proud of you.
7: And, and AI is like, tr- trust me, it will be used to mean everything It's ridiculous.
0: All right. I swear to God, if I don't
4: get go-go <laughs> Wi-Fi,
3: I quit. What is it?
4: Uh, you're going to have to quit then. So, oh, what is it? Uh, Bank Innovation Labs.
3: Oh, Doug. Yes. That's yours, Doug. Bank Innovation Labs. So the problem is that we at 11 are the anti-bank innovation lab.
0: Aren't we? Yeah? Depends who's there. I can't rail on this. I can rail on this. All right. Some of them are great. USA, we love you. You're fantastic. The other lady that's here, wherever it is, I love you, too. It's a great, But you yeah, know, what is it? Who, who are you with? Triple A. Triple A. Damn, just, oh and Visa. Boy. Damn it, they're awesome. Everyone else. What the hell? I, I, there's a big bank that I can't say their name, but they're a top three, that their idea of an innovation lab is literally putting a foosball table, they moved out three cubes, and put that there. Fuck off. All right. That didn't work? No. <laughs> two more and i swear to god i'm gonna get go go wi-fi you. I, yeah you, you, you gotta you unfold go- the paper go- just say go yeah, it go wi-fi
6: go go wi-fi <laughs> oh my
0: god all right it's 2018 what the hell all right they took the damn movies out of every plane right the seat thing to put it on your phone the hell if you're gonna do that i swear to god and I'm watching Caddyshack on United Airlines to fly from... No, frickin- for the 20th time. No, no, no. I'm watching-
5: so there's, there's only one thing you have to know. United.com slash refund. <laughs> okay. And you, right? And I, I, I have to give credit to United Airlines. I got my refund in three days. Okay. You know, that's actually a good shout out. And, and Ollie's like, dude,
0: you just download the movies on Netflix. I don't know how to do that. Okay? Jesus. All right. On that note, that concludes another very special U.S. After Dark. I want to thank my guests. Quickly, for those of you that are here, what's the best place to find you and follow you, Elisa?
7: Follow me, Twitter, at instigating.
0: Great name. Mark? Twitter. At Mark Jamison.
5: Go ahead, Michael. Twitter, at Mike Siegel. There you go.
0: Uh, Twitter, at Sam Mall. I'll tell you right now, listen to our podcast. Go out to 11FS.com. We got Fintech Insider, Blockchain Insider, Connection Interrupted, InsureTech Insider. Good God. Everything Insider. I want to thank Doug Bobbenhaus, the official 11FS Doug, for joining us. I want to thank our sponsor, Truly You. Did I get that right that time? Yeah, Kim said yes, so I'm happy. And finally, I want to thank you, all right? And I want to tell Lisa to quit talking. Jesus, Lisa. I want to thank you for coming out. I know it was rainy, and we're in a weird neighborhood, but that's what happens when Ollie, an English guy, picks us out. So it's a great neighborhood. I love it. Find more of us, go out to 11FS.com, look us up, and thank you very much.